Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. Okay, you ready? Ready. All right, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Um, it's another Monday. Hope you guys were. Hope you had an amazing weekend. Um, we had a little bit of snow up where I am at the <laughs> over the weekend, and uh, well, during the week last week, which came out of the the blue. So uh, with this episode today, if you listen to the episode last Monday, I was talking about investing in 2021 and some key thoughts that I think are often not really focused on, and things that people really, really need to kind of hear and take on board if they are looking to invest for the first time. Now, regardless of whether you are a first-time investor, you're kind of experienced, or you're just finding your feet investing, the conversation this week is going to be really, really valuable for you because we are going to be talking about investment goals. And you know, I talk about that a lot. In fact, most of the podcasts for this part of of January has been about goals and making sure that we're putting our best foot forward. And on the show today, I've got uh, Chris, who is the founder of Eureka, who's going to be talking about what Eureka and what his journey into developing this new app has been. And I'll tell you right now, it is a beautiful story. It's very, very interesting. And the thing that I love is that Chris's view on the investment industry is uniquely different to anything that I have encountered in my 16 years this year in the industry. And it's really, really refreshing to have somebody from outside the industry come in and challenge the status quo. There's going to be a lot of stuff you're going to pick up from this from this episode. And I would encourage everybody to go and have a look at the app. We're going to talk about investing. We're going to be talking about how we got started, the whole purpose of Eureka. We're going to be talking about how it can help you achieve your goals. We're going to talk about a really important element as well, which is an important part, cost, and what they're doing differently. But Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. That's a great intro. <laughs> no, listen, completely deserved because what you're doing is absolutely amazing. So let's just start with an in- intro to you. What's your background? How did you come up with Eureka? How did it all start? So um based in Manchester, uh, but raised in a small town in Cumbria called uh, Barrow in Furness. And as you can probably imagine, never really taught about managing finances, managing money. Um, and we were really looking back at it, only really taught around uh, work hard, get good grades, get a good job, cross your fingers, hope for the best. That was that was kind of, that was the way to succeed in, a, in Barrow. And I'm sure that's a, a story that's um, a common one across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I remember when I was younger, what I saw was, and didn't really understand, you know, growing up, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, that that people who had more money did more things. And I Mm. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was, why it was, but I I could see it. And I I could see that people could just have more options because they had more money. And so um, without going off on too much of a tangent, that for me has been a real personal motivation and it shaped my own goal, which was to become financially free as as soon as possible. Um, Mm. Fast forward a little bit from me to, to more present day. So about four years ago, um, I've you know, uh, grown up, got into work, gone through university, got some life experience at the point where I'm now investing uh, my own money uh, and looking at what I've learned and, and what works and being confident in what I was doing, knowing why I was doing it um, and knowing what I wasn't doing and why I wasn't doing it. And um, looking around for a company that that would support people like me who didn't know 
where to start, um, but knew they should be doing something, had a goal in mind, um, and couldn't find it, to be honest. And so and so that was the, the kind of the start of, of Eureka, and it came from, from what I still do to this day. You'll see a lot of that investment strategy in Eureka. Um, its mission is to give, uh, or we say, is to give everybody the freedom and control of what we believe is people's most important asset, which is which is time. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit more abstract than, than financial services. But we, when we were starting the company, we looked at where can we add the most value, where we needed most. And as I say, looking around and not seeing anything in the investment space that is doing what we're doing in the way we're doing it, uh, that's where we're starting. So we have an invest service that is, is live today. Um, very quickly, it's built on the reason that we all invest, or I think we all invest, and that's because we want to achieve an outcome. But not just that, we want to achieve it as quickly as possible mm-hmm. without cutting corners, without you know taking undue risk, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, and so it puts outcome at the center of everything we do, and you'll see that on the website. Um, and, the, and the value that we think we're bringing and what makes us as, as successful is not just about being a successful business, but it's also about getting you to an outcome, as I say, as quickly as possible. And putting that lens over investing has meant that we've got a few new different ways of, of approaching uh, investment for, for our members that we think will maximize the potential of what they're trying to do. I think what you just um, said there is really important because, you know, outcome is everything. And I I talk about goals all the time on YouTube, on the podcast, you know, you, you, you're doing something for a reason. So you want a particular outcome and bringing that outcome into focus really gives you clarity on how you actually get to the outcome that you desire. It dictates pretty much everything. And I think you having that that outlook is really, really important. So how does that actually translate into you doing things differently at Eureka? So two two main pieces around that. I think just just to make sure we're all on exactly the same page in terms of the context, if you think of investing, we've got three, if we want to simplify things, three main starting points. You've got your, your IFA approach, Mm-hmm. which, um, as you know, Pete, if I was to come to you and say, I want you to, in a previous life, advise me on my money, you, the first question you'd probably ask is, how much money do you have for me to, to yeah. help you manage? That's right. Um, and for most people, when they answer how much they've got, I think the answer will be, I'm, I'm sorry, but we just can't make that amount of money work. And what you'll find is, uh, uh, as I say, you can attest to this, if you don't have quite literally hundreds of thousands of pounds to, to be managed for you, then an IFA's role becomes quite difficult because the, the revenue is generated on a percentage base fee. Um, mm-hmm. As I say, the smaller amount of money you've got, the less in the fee they can make. So we've got that option and, it, and it's not really accessible to most people. Mm-hmm. We've then got the, the do-it-yourself approach, if you like. So there's mm-hmm. a number of apps out there, a number of new apps in the last few years that have come out that are, are lowering the cost of investing. But to get to that point, there's a lot of noise and a lot of information to get through and a lot of it's a complex industry to navigate investing. There's lots and lots of options. So again, that might be that people end up getting paralyzed by um, the amount of choice they've got, or just, again, just being put off by the perception of investing in financial services in general. So again, that's a, a, a route that is great for some people, but is not accessible for a lot of other people. Third route um, is what we might call robo-advisors, do-it-for-me services. Uh, and what they will essentially do is take some personal information recommend your portfolio uh, and and you can accept that and then essentially you can in theory set and forget you can pay your money into that that um, company and they will invest on your behalf we are probably most aligned to that last piece although uh, as i say we do things a little differently i think the two 
big takeaways for, for what Eureka does differently. Firstly, it's, it's how we create your portfolio. And so if you look at the industry, uh, and this is not just in the UK, but if you look at it across the world, if you are going with a company that is going to allocate you a portfolio, they will ask you about your risk tolerance or your mm. risk appetite. Yeah. And personal opinion, um, I find that a really disingenuous way to, to communicate with a retail investor because, as, as we know, the best and brightest minds in the world cannot agree on what risk means. It's so complex, and at certain levels, it's so subjective. Um, and so asking somebody who's never invested before what their risk tolerance is, not only, as I say, do I think it's quite disingenuous, but I also don't think it gives you the best outcome the most of the time. And what I mean by that is if you were to, to compare the approach from this, this traditional risk approach, and you were to say, I'm adventurous, but in, but in the back of your mind, you're only looking to invest for a, a relatively short period of time, the risk approach will put you 80, 90, or 100% into equities. And if you look at the past performance, I appreciate it's not a guide to future returns, but if it's the only evidence we really have to set our expectations. And if I'm putting my, all my money in equities for a really short period of time, it is literally a coin toss to whether I break even, let alone whether I make a return. Mm -hmm. So that leads me on to, to the first of two points. Our portfolios are time-based. And what we mean by that is we look at what has worked consistently over the last 100 years over particular time periods. And we build our portfolios not from a one to five cautious to adventurous point of, of view, but we build it from a point that says, how long do you want to invest for? Mm -hmm. um, and so we have a one-year portfolio, a five-year portfolio, a 19-year portfolio, et cetera. Um, and so, A, we think and demonstratively we show that, that historically and forecast-wise, we outperform on that point of view because we are putting your money where it has worked best and where we think it will continue to work best. And the second point we've got is that it's an easier onboarding process. So we go back to that point around risk and subjectivity. When you're on board with Eureka, it's a case of asking how long you want to invest for, not asking you around your, your risk tolerance. Mm. I think that's a that's an interesting approach because you know as as financial advisors, what you typically try to do is you try to understand what the natural um, position is on risk because then you can have a look at well if you're a cautious then you're going to have x amount exposure into equities and then it might be mixed with things like bonds and property and all that kind of stuff. But what you're essentially doing is you're taking a slightly different approach there and you're saying let's have a look at it from a time point of view. And depending on your time, then the portfolio is built based on, I guess, what you back-tested to be historically the most effective way to generate uh, positive outcomes. Exactly. And I think for us, it's about we as the experts should be taking more of that, uh, the risk side of things, the complex part, and we should be adding the value there. So, for example, if, if someone comes in and says, I'm cautious, I don't want to lose money, but I've got 30 years to invest, my argument is that putting them in a traditionally cautious portfolio is not the right thing to do. Educating them about why you're putting them in an asset that's going to get them the best return over that time period mm -hmm. is going to mean they're going to get a better return than if we if we put their money into, into, into something like fixed income and bonds, or even mm -hmm. worse, we put it into something like cash because they are so um, cautious and they end up losing money because of inflation anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting take because, yeah, I mean, if you're looking, and I say this all the time, if you have got a 30-year investment time horizon, so for example, you've got a you're planning for retirement pension for example whilst you might have a natural inclination to be a cautious investor you've got 30 years you have to you have to really extend your risk 
to a higher level. And because you've got 30 years, you can afford to ride out market dips and ebbs and flows because you've got 30 years to invest. So there, you're right. There is an education piece around the conversation around you've got so long to go. You can afford to take more risk than what you feel that you're comfortable with right now. Precisely. I think one of these simplest things that, that when the penny dropped to me in the early days was about losing money. You, you haven't lost that money until you sell the assets. Um, yeah. Maybe you can look a, at it from that point of view. Absolutely. I said this, um, I don't know if I said it on the, on, on the podcast last week, but I certainly said it on, uh, on YouTube this week. Right? You know, People often get very obsessed about, oh my God, the value of the investment has gone down, but it's on paper. It's on paper, so it's not real. It's, it reminds me of the scene out of um, Wolf of Wall Street where they're talking about Fugazi, Fugazi. It's, it's pretty much that. It's not real until you physically cash it in. And the same could be, the same could be said um, for games. Any profit that you make isn't real until you physically cash it in. Precisely. I think Warren Buffett um, said it really nicely as well. In the, um, And this is another one, but we'll get into later around the fear and greed piece. But if you were going, well, Traditionally, Boxing Day sales, people queue up around the block. I know we, we haven't been able to do it this year, but traditionally mm -hmm. we see things on sale. We see a cheaper price. There's a demand to go and buy that, uh, buy whatever it was that was more expensive yesterday, cheaper today. If you've got that time horizon and you know you've got time on your side, then anything you see as a dip or a crash, that is your opportunity to buy what you're currently buying at a discounted price. It's mm -hmm. an opportunity um, to take advantage of over that time period as opposed to something to be fearful of. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that in previous conversations that we've had, we've spoken extensively about um, investment goals and how it is important to actually have a goal to start off with. So you are looking at investing and delivering outcomes based on a, on a timeline or a time uh, perspective. You're, you're keeping that in mind first and foremost. That's your, your starting block almost. So how how can Eureka best help people actually achieve their investment goals? So there's, there's probably the other, the other piece that we do differently that really helps as well. So we've got the time-based, um, and I'll come back to that in a second. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we do differently to anybody that, that offers you a, a ready-made portfolio, we do not charge annual percentage fees. Mm -hmm. um, and you cannot find, or certainly I've not been able to find anybody else uh, anywhere that is doing this in the same way. So what we do is we charge five pounds a month, flat fee, whether you're investing one pound or one million. Um, and what you will find is over the time of your investment journey, as your portfolio grows, your fees don't. Um, and quite literally, that can save you years, if not decades, depending on the time frame of your goal, because we're not taking money out of your portfolio every year and putting it in our pocket. We're leaving as much as possible in there for you so you can get the maximum benefits of compound interest. And that means, again, you get to your outcome as quickly as possible. And, I, and, I, and just for everyone who is listening to this, you have to understand, and you may not quite understand at this point, how big that is. I've worked in, in, in the industry where, you know, and look, financial advisors do a job, right? But most of them charge somewhere between half percent to one percent per annum of your investment portfolio for management. And you know what? You might be the kind of investor that needs the help of a financial advisor, so you're happy to pay that fee. But if you're just starting out looking to build your, your investments and you're trying to achieve your goals and you've got a long-term view, and even if you are relatively experienced, reducing your costs is huge to the final, the final destination that you get to because 
these fees can add up handsomely through the 20, 30 odd years that you invest over. And having a subscription fee, like Chris is describing here, is it is it is unheard of in the industry. And when we first met, that was one of the reasons why I was like, wow, this is this is incredible. Because your look, your your outlook on this and your take looking at the industry from outside is completely refreshing. It's really, really refreshing. Thank you. Yeah, it's it becomes much easier from our own point of view to run a company that says we're going to put outcome first because making those really difficult decisions uh, it just becomes much easier because every 99% of, of the investment world now to us is noise and we are very concentrated on, on what works best, on working towards making what works best even better and getting those diminishing small returns um, which we can then just pass straight on. And mm-hmm. we back ourselves that says by doing it in this way, there'll be enough people that benefit from this that, that means we make a, from a non-investing point of view, from our own professional side of things, we'll make a great business from this and we'll continue mm-hmm. to, to enhance the services and we'll diversify into, we've got a lot of other things in, in the pipeline at the moment, but this is, as I said at the beginning, this is where we can add, we think, a lot of value very quickly. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, we've spoken about the, the, the cost side of things, so that's obviously a massive help in terms of helping people have the biggest pot of money for the outcome in the future. But are there any other kind of areas that you feel that you guys really have a unique uh, perspective that you bring to, to the market? So I think um, I think we touched upon it earlier. I think the, the investment industry itself has become experts at making the starting point of investing extremely accessible. And we've seen that in the last five to 10 years, mm-hmm. starting investing, uh, rounding up your investments, investing smaller amounts of money, making investing cheaper. It's never been easier than today to invest. And I think that's fantastic because it appeals to a wider range of people, more people than ever before can invest. I think where there's a gap, um, and this is not necessarily something that we targeted, but it's just it's an offshoot of putting value above all else, is that once you've started, I think it's... it's um, the, inve- the investment industry is not as good at once they've got you of what you what to do with you. Mm. And I think that's where the time base is is um, is really important. I think if you can, I'm probably crossing over a couple of pieces here, but if you can talk about, or if you can answer to yourself, what is it that you want to do? Why are you investing? What is what is that outcome that you're trying to get to? Why do you want to do it? What's the motivation? And when do you want to do it? And write those three things down. Open up your Apple Notes or your Android Notes or put it on a piece of paper. Uh, or just brain dump out of your head if you're not sure at this moment in time, and then just start to to, to finalize and crystallize and become confident in, in what you're doing, what the outcome is that you're trying to achieve, why you're doing it, what is it that motivates you, gets you out of bed each morning to, to want to stay and commit to this, and when do you want to achieve that by? Um, and I think our whole time approach is around doing that. If you could create an emotional attachment in a positive way, if it motivates you to want to do this, having something that's tangible that you can see, this is my starting point, this is my process, this is where I'm finishing, this is why I'm doing it, then I think as you talk about very very eloquently and very often around the journey and the risk and, and the temperament that's required if you're not confident to navigate the investing journey, I think having that tangible uh, foundation to what you're doing means that when you wake up in the morning and you see the market might have crashed like it did in March, you, your instinct is not to go, I need to get out of here because yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And you know what? And that's why I talk about goals so, so much is because it is your guiding light. You know, inevitably things will aren't going to go the way you want them to. That's just fact. It's just the way of life. 
but your emotional reaction to it is what matters. And oftentimes, if you're anchored into a deep sense of knowing why you are doing what you're doing, why you're investing, you're not going to be, you're going to be unwavered with a momentary blip in the market. And this is so, so important for, you know, first time investors to really understand and try and master within themselves. It has to start with a tangible why. What am I doing this for? When am I going to have this benefit? When in the future am I aiming for? For me, it is absolutely crucial and it doesn't get spoken about enough. Agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, I was just thinking as you're saying that there's so Charlie Munger, who's who's vice president of Berkshire Hathaway, um, huge conglomerate. Warren Buffett, who who founded that, is mm. one of the richest people in the world. Mm. Charlie Munger himself is a is a billionaire uh, and made through investing initially in in stocks and shares, but now more recently in the last couple of decades in, in buying companies. He talks a lot about about temperament and about um, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here. This is not his exact words. But the way I see the world working is essentially we're humans. We're not perfect. We are we are ultimately susceptible to both fear and to greed, and they are two really powerful emotions that can really derail uh, an investment journey. Um, and, and Charlie talks a lot about having the temperament to kind of treat winning and losing with equanimity. And essentially what he's saying is, and I think what we've, we've talked about here is, if you can, again, going back to that, why am I doing this? When do I want it? What is it that I want? Once you've got that, and you'll know you've got it because you'll have that just that clarity of mind, that that confidence to suddenly the noise will disappear and that path to where you're going will seem very clear. It makes it so much easier to ignore anything that can be a, a distraction. So one of the things we, we talk about as well is, is just don't compare your journey to anybody else's. There's mm. no value from it. You will yeah. only end up with negativity. Mm-hmm. It will only cause anxiety and worry. You know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Focus on that. And again, you will get there uh, or, or give yourself the best chance of getting there as quickly, efficiently as possible. And give yourself, going back to the Eureka spin on things, giving yourself as much time to enjoy the benefits without putting the pressure on yourself to try and do things yesterday. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I think the the whole com- com- not comparing other- yourself with somebody else is just is crucial. And that's, by the way, not just even in investing, but particularly in investing, but other walks of work, of life. And you know, we talk about, we live in a social media now, uh, era now, right? Where, you know, people look at other people's social media accounts and feel jealous because, oh my God, that person's doing that. And that in itself fuels a lot of other counterproductive behaviors and responses and attitudes. And if you do that with investing, all of the, the, everything that you do basically becomes corrupted because you're comparing to somebody else. So therefore, whatever you're getting and however far that is going to get you on your journey becomes completely irrelevant. And it muddles that whole clarity that you spoke of because you need to be clear on what you want, essentially. It's all about you. It's not about anybody else aside from you. Absolutely. And I don't think I don't think either of us are suggesting this is easy because if it was easy, we'd all be doing it. But I think... We don't get taught about it and we don't we don't have anybody to, to kind of there's no easy accessible way to get this kind of information or well, there hasn't been but people like yourself coming along and, and starting to to make this information more accessible is is really important because as we say it's it's very easy to sell people a get rich quick scheme but they don't exist yeah. however get rich slow schemes 
do exist. Yeah. And, and as I say, this is one of them. And, and again, we go back to that point that we started at the beginning. It's about time. Um, I've got a couple of steps as well, if we want to talk about how we actually achieve those investment goals on a more general point of view. Absolutely. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's, let's talk about it. So one that I know you talk about a lot, uh, which, which is absolutely imperative uh, and important for, for anybody at any stage, start from strong foundations. And mm-hmm. there's, there's a couple of ways we can do this. There's the, the psychological side that we just talked about. And that's, I, I don't, if you take one thing away from, from, from this today, I think that's probably it, to be honest. If you can, if you, as I say, the what, the when, the why, answer those, keep revisiting them. I think that's, it's just, it's 80% of the battle if you know what you're doing, mm. why you do it, when you want to do it. The other side of things is, is, is a strong financial foundations. So sounds boring, but, but understanding your budget, what your incomes and expenditures, living within your means, don't get sucked in by short-term high-cost uh, credit cards, loan deals, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have some expenses on side. It's, it's, you'll see things, uh, and probably from us as well, you'll see recommendations on whether that should be three months, 12 months, or somewhere in between of expenses to having cash. Mm-hmm. I think that's a personal point of view. If you are in a, an unstable industry with your job, maybe, maybe have more. If you are very stable or you you back yourself to, to bounce back quickly and you think you can bring income in from a, from an unexpected event relatively quickly, maybe you can look uh, at maybe being a bit more aggressive with, with having less in cash, but that's, that's a personal point, but having mm-hmm. something, having those strong foundations is key. I think point two of five start early mm-hmm. um, and can't stress that one enough. If you are sat there thinking about it, um, if we can do anything to, to get you to start on the right steps as early as possible, um, that's the one thing I say to, to, to my friends, just start early. Um, mm-hmm. On the right track, but start early because time is your biggest asset in this. Absolutely. And it will get you the best results. Yeah. Um, be consistent. Uh, so we talk, we haven't talked about this yet, but with Eureka, we, we do pound cost averaging. So we, what we, we promote a philosophy that says, pick an amount of money that you can afford to invest. Uh, invest that every month and stick to it. It removes all that temptation that we kind of touched upon earlier around the psychological side. You don't try and uh, buy too much and get greedy when the markets are increasing. You don't get fearful and buy less or sell out when the markets are low. Well, that money automatically buys more at lower prices and buys Mm -hmm. less at higher prices. So you are benefiting from the volatility of the markets without having to do anything. But being consistent, sticking to the plan, means that, again, you're going to get there at the end of the day or give yourself the best chance. Mm-hmm. Um, point four, which is on that kind of nature anyway, be patient. You're not going to, again, this is not get rich quick with investing. The best strategy is a get rich slow. Um, <laughs> and so be patient, trust the process, trust you, trust yourself. You know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and you will start to see the benefits of compound interest, the benefits of time, the benefits of all those fundamentals that give you the best chance of investing, the, the passive index funds, the tax-free wrappers, et cetera. Um, and then from a personal point of view, point five, uh, maybe a little bit more controversial, keep it simple. I think mm. investing has become one of those really weird anomalies where if you do the simple things consistently, you have a better chance of outperforming the best and brightest minds that are doing the active management, the hedge fund managers, the Wall Street uh, investors. Um, and, and we can demonstrate that with a, a 2000, and, uh, I think it was 2007 example, Warren Buffett took an S&P 500 index fund, which is the 500 biggest companies in America. Uh, and it's just an index that is passively tracked. And Protégé Partners, Wall Street hedge fund, he said to them, pick any five funds you want 
Um, and I bet you over a 10-year period that the index fund will beat you once fees have been taken into consideration. And I think, actually, before fees were taken out, and, and don't quote me on this one, but the index fund was never behind. And so it's, it's again, it's a slightly controversial point, Pete, but I think um, a lot of the, the investment industry is over-engineered without adding any value. And if you keep it simple, follow some of the pieces that you've talked about and we've talked about today. It's it's just a, it's a, a fantastic anomaly for the rest of us that we can get the maximum value without having to be in the top 1% of the best and brightest mind. Yeah, and I completely agree with that because I think, you know, even if I look at now and the conversations that I have and the questions that I get get asked all the time, every day, it's how do I pick this stock? How do I research stocks? It's like, you're missing a trick here. Like the best, the best approach that you could probably take as a first-time investor is to have like a core satellite approach where you invest in either index funds or or something that will track or a path like the S&P 500, for example, that you just given there that Warren Buffett used. And maybe if you did want to take an interest in a particular company, then go and buy that stock individually, but not start off. And you talked about keeping it simple, not start off wanting to pick funds yourself because the odds are so slim that you're going to get that decision right and, and be able to deal with all the other stuff that sits in the background as well. And keeping it simple is just absolutely crucial. You simple things that are tried and tested that we know work and i guess the biggest um message that i think we have to try and get across in today's world of investing is there is no such thing as get rich quick people have heard it too many times and believe it and so many people have been hurt off the back of it but there is nothing wrong with getting rich slowly accumulating over the course of time and time is is your biggest asset i think you've just done our advertising for us there Pete. <laughs> i couldn't agree more <laughs> you know it, it, it is it is true though like it, it is absolutely true which is why i was so keen to have you on 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 the podcast because in many ways we speak the same language and we mm. and we view things the same way and like i said at the top of the episode it's refreshing for me because you're not an industry insider. You've been looking at this from the outside thinking, what on earth is going on here? Surely there's a better way. And all of the fundamentals that you're talking about are things that I firmly, firmly believe. And, you know, that's why I'm interested to, you know, have you on the show and see where I can help with, you know, launching Eureka and, and getting it out to the people. No, brilliant. I appreciate it. I think, as you say, um, when you put people's outcomes front and centre, the, the noise of, of the industry disappears and you, you're left with a very concentrated, um, finite amount of things you can do, which gives you the best outcome. And it makes the whole journey much simpler, both from our from our side when we're setting up this proposition and, and making sure we get the, the right balance between um, being able to run a successful, sustainable business, but also making sure that you we give you the absolute maximum uh, value. And I think, you know, if you can get onto the website, it's, it's eureka.com, E-U- R-I-K-A-H. You can see on there some of the differences in the, in the value that we're giving in approach. And when you put that together, as I say, we are, we're potentially saving people decades. Um, and mm. I, I, I firmly believe on a non-investing point of view, if if Eureka and other people can, can just start to push that needle back in our favor so we have a little bit more time in our lives to, to do things that make us happy, we all benefit from it. Um, we were talking... Um, not so long ago, or I was actually I was, I was at a, a pitch event, um, and we were talking about 
the value of time. Um, and we use coronavirus and, and the vaccine as, as an example that said something that usually takes 10 years or, and sometimes doesn't even come to fruition in terms of creating a vaccine. We've just done it as a, as a global population multiple times in 10 months because mm. we gave people the time to do so. And I think, you know, looking at the more holistic point of view, if we can just play our small part uh, in giving people some more time so they can do what they want with their time, whether that's binge watch Netflix or change the world or anything in between, Pete, you and I and everybody else will benefit from the fact that other people are spending more time doing what they're passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you said the app is out. Is it today? Yeah, we're live. So no app at the moment. It's all web-based, which interestingly, okay. if you look at what the, um, the some of the, the, the newest startups, the unicorns of this world that did go app only, it's interesting to see now that some of the neo banks are now having to retro go backwards web access. Yes. Yeah. And so and it, when we looked at how we wanted to, to get out there as quickly as possible to help people, uh, web is quicker than app. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, web is cheaper than app, so, so mm-hmm. we can get, and quicker than app, so we can get there. But also, mm-hmm. there's no discrimination about, and there's everybody can access the web. Um, yeah, and again, yeah. with you can op- you can optimize the web for a phone anyway. So as long as you can access it on a phone, it doesn't really make much difference as long as you're able to have that consumer interaction. Exactly, and interestingly, we've found that um, it's it's more than fifty 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 five forty five in terms of where people are visiting us from. I think there's. What the, again, what those neobanks are finding and what we're seeing is that when it comes to finances and something where you're making an important decision, people sometimes just feel more comfortable on a on a bigger screen with a keyboard in a more traditional way. Yeah, having um, a look at it properly. Exactly, having yeah. that real estate space to, to see what's yeah. going on. So the Invest service is live. Um, just very quickly, there's a couple more pieces. We, we've got a retire service, which is uh, just finalizing the back testing. But what essentially we're doing there is, is very similar, is that if you are part of the financial independence retire early movement or if you've not invested with us at all but you've you've invested um outside of say company pension and you're wanting to to take your retirement through an ice or a gia or a sip and you have that money we've got a model which um is is tracking whatever you want to withdraw every year plus the rate of inflation at two percent and it's it's performing on average for 50 years so even if you're retiring early we've got something for you that um isn't going to cost like traditionally say the percentage base fees and the hundreds of pounds in the wrappers it's going to be cheaper uh, than anybody else and the model's there for you so again all you need to do is is tell us whether you want to be paid monthly or annually on your drawdowns and we will manage it all in the background um and there's some other some other exciting stuff coming which is, is probably a, a little bit too early to talk about at the moment but as i say it's, it's about the first stage is getting your finances in the right place so you've got the financial freedom to do what you want with your time and then we will continue to build more of it so you can do more with with what you've got so the website people should go to go to the website to go check out the service and sign up absolutely eureka.com e-u-r-i-k-a-h uh, perfect and are you on instagram we are instagram is uh, at eureka uk same spelling perfect and are there any other social channels that you that people need to know about to find you I think Instagram is probably the best one outside the website because we've got some really good content around what we're talking about here starting to come out. So we're looking to be to be a part of that community that you're spearheading, which is giving people the best practice and and, and just echoing the right ways to do things, whether you choose to go with us or not. We mm-hmm. want to be adding value to people. So Eureka UK on Instagram, Eureka UK on Facebook, uh, and Eureka UK on Twitter as well fantastic fantastic chris thank you so much for coming on and everybody i hope that you found that informative because if in, if you're invested in 2021 
what we've spoken about in this episode, you should take to heart and really take some time to listen back to this episode. If you've been, you know, listen to this in the car or in the gym, or we're in lockdown right now, so you won't be in the gym, but you might be working at home. But really take this down and really kind of use this as, or I wouldn't say a blueprint, but use this in building your own blueprint of what you want, what you want to achieve, what, when, when. You know, it's the goal that we I often talk about so much. You need clarity on that. So please bear this in mind. So guys, as always, I'm appreciative of you paying attention. To let me know what you think of this episode. Ping me a message on IG, many of you do. But always remember, money is a tool, life is for living. Have an amazing week. I will catch you next Monday.